Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. When I'm writing, there's a lot that can throw me off my writing group, whether it's searching for the outline and research or self-editing, the distractions that pop up left and right, anonymous elephants peering at me in the dock, strikethroughs and rogue edits before I'm ready. It can be pretty chaotic. But Kaylee, what if you could take control of the process and complete assignments 50% faster? I am really excited because ButterDocs is writing software built for writers who want the most productive writing processes possible, which of course we do. Of course. So freelance writing coach listeners can try this out. We are so excited about it. We tried it ourselves and highly recommend it. You can get started for free at butterdocs.com slash F-W-C. That's butterdocs.com slash F-W-C. Earlier today, Emma and I were talking about how it's kind of a strange time right now. I feel like we had a couple of episodes last season. We were talking about the economy and just kind of the conditions for the freelance writer workspace right now. But we were talking about how we are seeing people post, it seems like every day across social media about how they either were laid off from an in-house job or they're looking for freelance work because they're not as busy as they would like to be. I think there are some budget cuts happening across the board when it comes to content marketing specifically, but even LinkedIn, you know, we were talking about how we've seen copywriting or content writing jobs posted there, and there will be something like 7,000 plus applicants on these jobs because so many people are looking for freelance work right now or writing work in general. And so I want to talk about what the landscape looks like right now in kind of this winter of 2024 space that we're in. We'll probably talk a little bit about AI and what that has done to the freelance environment. Again, we've talked about that in the past, but giving some current day updates on the situation. So Emma, the first thing I want to ask you is, how are you feeling about your workload right now? And what are you hearing? Like, what are you hearing when you talk to fellow freelancers about how busy they are? Is this an anomaly? Am I feeling this uniquely or is it across the board? No, it's across the board. I mean, I'm hearing this from like every freelancer I talk to. And I would say I'm hearing two things. I'm hearing there's not a lot of work. I don't have a lot of leads coming in. I'm sort of scraping by, but I don't have enough clients. And then the other thing I hear is I'm burnt out and I'm over this. And I think those two things are related in the sense that you realize that you don't have as much work coming in and you're maybe not super excited about the prospect of hustling and getting more. Cause, and then you start to question like, do I even like this work? Is this really what's best for my future? So that's what I'm hearing a lot. And I will say that I am hearing that a lot from more established freelancers who have been, you know, like us who have been doing this for a long time. And they're starting to say, Hey, like we've never seen the market like this bad, honestly. And do we want to keep going with this? I mean, I think it's also natural. Like you and I have been doing this 10 years ish. Like it's natural to ask the question, do I want to keep doing this? And I think that comes up, that comes up when times are tough. 
So I definitely have seen that. And as you were saying about the like 7,000 job applicants, I like every time I go on LinkedIn, I'm just like, I find this really difficult to stomach and honestly kind of depressing that someone's like, I'm looking for contract writers for X, Y, and Z, or like, I'm looking for case study writers. And there's like 75 comments of people saying I can do it or recommending them. And I just like, I, I feel like my body stiffened with anxiety because I've never been a competitive freelancer. Like for a long time, you and I did very similar work. I never really felt competitive. I just felt like there's enough work out there. We should help anyone. That's why like I offer freelance writing coaching and why you have too and why we do this podcast. Like we want to like a, t- a rising tide raises all ships, right? I think that's that's what I follow. But for the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so competitive. Like, I think some of it is my own imposter syndrome because I had to take time off to have my kids. And I, there's all, there's kind, there's other stuff going on for me, but I see that stuff and it's like somewhat triggering for me. Oh yeah. I'm curious, like, are you seeing it? Is it triggering for you? And if so, like, what are you doing about it or how are you thinking about it? You know, I have a lot of questions about it because I, part of me is anxious about, oh, is it because I took three months to get over some of my work related burnout and now I've let my foot off the gas and I'm trying to get back in and I, it's too little too late. So I have a little bit of that fear. I think part of it, I'll be honest, I do think a lot of companies, agencies, et cetera, are outsourcing to AI writing tools or at least not needing freelancers for that piece of the equation anymore because it's good enough, the content that's helping them produce. I've also heard that a lot of, again, I speak to this from a content writing slash blog post point of view because that's where I spend my time. But I think a lot of companies right now are pulling back because there's been so many changes with how SEO works and different requirements. There's not as much low hanging fruit now because we've all been at this for so many years. It's not as easy. You know, it's, It's a much steeper hill to climb when it comes to ranking organically and not having some sort of, I don't know, other engine that's driving the content creation because everybody wants things tied to revenue and to, you know, performance related numbers that look really impressive and that they can send up the ladder to the leadership folks who oftentimes very much care about those numbers. And when it comes to content, it's a longer term play. It's not as quick of a conversion. It's difficult to track. You know, you have all of these obstacles that make it one of the first things to go when times get tough and when marketing budgets get cut. So part of me thinks maybe I need to, again, think about different types of, of writing. Maybe I need to get more into copywriting. Everybody always needs a good copywriter. That's advertising 101 and advertising is not going anywhere. Even if it is changing, even if it's, you know, evolving with social media platforms and and ads on those tools and things like that, it's still here to stay. So maybe it's time for a pivot. Maybe it's time for, like we talked about in the last episode, a short-term contract role where there's a little bit more consistency. But yes, I mean, I'm 10 years in. I've never felt this level of scarcity when it comes to projects. I mean, this is, I feel like I'm back at the start and on some days to be totally candid I feel like I'm starting over and I used to go on walks you know in the middle of the day and be like god I wish I just had two more projects you know if I had two more clients and I could make x amount this month like then I'd be at a good place I feel like I'm 
busy and, you know, at the place I want to be. And I just, you can't force it. You know, you can't make work pop out of thin air. It's tough. Oh, Kaylee, this has gone on sort of like a depressing turn. I mean, I hear you. I know. Let's spin it positive. I hear you. I think we're we're just being honest and that's part of what we do and it's important. And one of the things that's come up for me is new freelancers or newer freelancers are coming to me and they're like, I'm having so much trouble getting work or I want to pivot to this area. And I'm like, right now it's really hard to be recommending that because it just is is really difficult right now. I do want to, you know, talk about what we can do during this time because I, I don't want to, I personally don't want to see all this competition and say like, well, now I have to compete with, with Kaylee, right? Like, I don't want that to happen. And I don't want to compete with all those people on LinkedIn. I'd rather just be friends with everybody. For me, what I've been doing is I'm like, I'm not even going to respond to it. Like, I'm not going to apply to a job with 7,000 applicants And I'm not going to like comment my name on LinkedIn about what I can do because it's going to be this like, if someone doesn't have a connection with me, it's just going to be like, I'm turning in a portfolio that's being looked at against like 17 other people. And I just don't think it's a good use of my time, especially with like oftentimes when they're like posting something on LinkedIn, it's like a race to the bottom. They're like, well, these people are they all seem about ra- about the same and this person is way cheaper. So I'm just going to go with them. And I'm not saying like, I would do the same thing. Like I'm not upset with those hiring people for making that decision. I just think that that way of doing business and finding work is not how I want to conduct myself. I'd so much rather have deeper connections with people, even someone like you, where like if a case study project comes to you and you're like, well, this isn't really what I do but this is something that Emma does, or if there's a more longer form content writing project, like blog articles, and that comes to me, I could pass it to you or whatever it is. Like, I think I'd rather cultivate relationships, not just with other freelancers. I think actually it's in some ways more important to cultivate relationships with people who are connected with those that need freelancers. But I think that would be my recommendation to people. It's like, I think it's okay to say like, I don't want to be part of this competition. Like this is not the competition that I want to be part of because it's just a race to the bottom. It like reminds me of like, I feel like in like even the retail space, like you can just compete with everybody else around you or you can try and come up with something that's like totally different, more irresistible, et cetera. Yeah. And I think personally I've tried two different approaches to putting a creative slash positive spin on the current circumstances. Number one, I have leaned into getting my writing lab resources launched. So templates, courses that I've done in the past. Um, I also did a live training in January where I partnered with a software company. They kind of sponsored the event event so I could make it free. That was a way for me to bring in a chunk of money for that month when things were pretty slow. So pivoting to education has been one avenue that's been okay. I mean, it's not a huge moneymaker. I'm not a great salesperson. I don't I don't love doing that. So I don't think that I go super hard on that front. I could probably do a way better job, especially looking at Twitter. I know I could because people do it there all day long. They just sell, sell, sell. But then the other side too is I have gone to teaching, but in a private setting. So a couple of companies 
have hired me to come in and train their copywriters and PR representatives to write stronger pitches for journalists or just like a, a English refresher. So pivoting kind of more towards um, leveraging my experience to educate others. That's been a nice service offering to experiment with. Again, not a huge revenue generator and it does tie up my time a little bit. It makes me have to be at a certain place in a certain time. But I had a lot of these resources already from past live sessions that I've done, from past things that I've just put together on my own. So I'm able to repurpose those and for these materials that I already have. So it's not a huge lift either. So again, it's like getting creative. What do you already have that you can either repurpose or repackage into a new offer to find create creative ways to drum up new sources of revenue for your business? It's a great time to experiment with that type of stuff. Yeah, I think it's a great time to experiment with offering new things in general, thinking through, you know, is this what I want to be doing? And if not, what is the thing that I want to be doing? You know, I don't necessarily have like the perfect answer for that, but and I'm I'm wondering it for myself because I've thought about like, okay, if I'm not going to do as much freelance writing anymore, should I offer something else that's kind of tangentially related? I don't know. So like, I think it's real that the market is flooded with freelancers. I mean, there are there are stats out there that say like the freelance workforce is bigger than ever before. And, you know, I don't think that should deter us. I think there's something amazing about working for ourselves and figuring that out. And I think that we shouldn't see, if we can, we shouldn't see the competition as this depressing negative, but as an opportunity. And I think it's easier said than done to actually embody that. Like, I'm not the most positive person. It's been a very challenging year for me. But at the same time, I am trying to think differently about the work that I'm doing. And I'm looking toward the future with curiosity and maybe open-mindedness. Yeah. I think, you know, the other thing I'm seeing too, and this is a suggestion and an observation, but I'm, I'm seeing some writers pivot to different specializations. So rather than trying to go more broad and like, what are, what's the largest, largest possible net I can cast for work, they're going way deeper into a specific subject matter. So one person that I'm thinking of was a freelancer. She then took a job in house. She got laid off. Now she's really focused on writing user experience related copy. So in-app copy, yeah, website copy, just things to make, to improve the user experience, which again is a a more specific focus. It's not a generalist type of thing. It's a very specific set of expertise um, where she's been taking courses and reading as much as she can online when it comes to the free content that's out there. And then again, just going back into the job market with this renewed focus of, I can help you with this one specific thing that's super relevant, that's not going anywhere, that's, you know, there's a clear need for. And I think that that's smart too. Yeah, that's somewhat AI resistant. It is. Yeah, it's a it's a very specialized expertise. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a good point. I mean, I've even thought about this is a time where I should really lean into my case study work um, and promote that. Let people know that that's what I do. Not just because it's resistant to sort of the AI stuff, but also because I love it. And that would be a like it's sort of a natural place for me to lean right now. And as opposed to being a more general, longer form content writer, maybe it makes more sense to specialize there. I mean, and you telling talking about the UX 
writing. That's one thing I've thought about doing as well. It's super relevant to the tech companies that are in the area. And, you know, we touch on this from time to time, but, you know, full-time jobs are an opportunity to a a regular in-house job. I mean, I'm seeing the same kind of competition there, maybe even more because there's been so many layoffs. But, you know, I think that that is a worthwhile pursuit as well if you're thinking about, hey, I don't know if I want to keep doing exactly what I'm doing or, you know, I'm banging my head against a wall. And I think there's freelance writers who have pivoted their businesses in all kinds of ways. Like they go into, you know, UX writing and then it even becomes UX design or they go into customer success and customer, you know, that's what like... Something adjacent. Yeah, well, that's what it reminds me of Val. Yeah. She, for a long time, worked as basically a freelancer doing email like email strategy and copy for tech companies basically. And she would come in and she would do like their onboarding emails and she would do these, these email audits. And then she ended up going in house and, you know, and, and choosing that freelancing wasn't for her at that stage of life. But what's interesting about her is that she's now, I I saw recently she got a new role and now she's like customer lifecycle marketer, like, which of course makes sense from like you go into doing these emails and the onboarding emails and you're writing all these. And then that kind of morphs into, oh, this isn't just about the emails. It's about the customer life cycle. And so that is just another instance of, you know, someone kind of not necessarily pivoting right away, but thinking a little bit about like, what are some things that I could do? And there's a really great book. I probably recommended it on the podcast before, um, it's called Pivot by Jenny Blake. And it's basically a book about like pivoting your career. And she talks about how it's like, it's not like one day you're going to be, well, what she recommends is thinking about changing your business or your career as a series of very small steps. So it's not like today you're going to suddenly become a customer lifecycle marketer. But what you might do is start offering more customer-oriented services as a freelance writer, and then more and more and more. And you might not even know what sort of the end goal is. It's just kind of like you can start pivoting. I've thought about it with case studies, actually, because I recently had a client say, I really want to do case studies, but I don't really know what my customers think about my project, my product. And I really want to do a survey to find out what they think, what features they love, what benefits they find the most important, and who is the most excited about this. And I want to use those results to create case studies. Can you do the survey? Was their ask. Interesting. And I hadn't done a survey before since I lived in-house, but I was like, yes, I can do this. And so I ran the survey. It was super successful. We got a ton of responses. We were able to isolate relevant customers to do case studies, which I wrote. And then I was like, maybe I should be offering to run more surveys or and, and maybe I should be doing more customer-oriented marketing consulting instead of just the case study part of it. So this is all to say that like there may be things that you are interested in or industries you are interested in. And I know I've been talking incessantly here, Keely, but I always think for you, like you have this interest in retail and e-commerce and 
you know, brands that are really like making a name. And there's an opportunity for you also to do uh, more, not necessarily broad, but like it doesn't have to just be writing for those retailers. It could be other kinds of of consulting or I don't know something with those yeah. right, like media consulting. Like what what are the angles journalists who write about this type of stuff looking for? How can we get more press coverage? Um, you know, it could go so many, it could spider so many different ways. But I think that this is exactly what you're talking about is what's adjacent to what you're already doing? What expertise do you already have that you could maybe parlay into a role that you don't have a ton of experience doing, but you have enough experience to where you're still adaptable, you can learn, you can, like you said with Val, you can pivot into a, a role that leverages the existing expertise you already have. Even if it's not freelance, maybe it's in-house or maybe it's short-term contract. That could look so many different ways. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I think, you know, we sort of started this, ep- I feel like we've ridden a roller coaster over the course of this We really have. Where we're like, okay, there's a lot of competition. It's flooding. It's we're good. seeing this it's stuff bad. on LinkedIn. We're stressed out. And then I think in some ways we've come to this kind of beautiful place where we're like, okay, there are a lot of opportunities still for people that have our skill set and how can we kind of work with what is needed um, in the market to kind of change what we're doing and look with positivity towards the future. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. Yeah.